Hey, this is Nathan. And this is Thomas. And we are not the pastor. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about this question. Is your church ready for an emergency? So we're going to talk specifically about a fire emergency. We're going to talk about some things like having an evacuation plan um, in place. Some, some things you need to keep in mind with that. Are you ready to evacuate your nurseries? Uh, what about uh, the elderly in your church? Do you have a plan to help evacuate them in the case of a fire? And, and then we're going to talk also about some different equipment and some inspections and things that you need to have in place that will help your church family uh, to, to be safe and to get out of a building as quickly as possible in case of there ever being an emergency. We hope there never is one, but just in case we want to be prepared. So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today on Not the Pastor. I'm excited to talk to Nathan about uh, emergencies and specifically we're going to talk a lot about like evacuation plans, that kind of stuff today. And man, that's not the most glamorous or glorious kind of episode that we have today. But I think the, the information that we have and just the reminder that if there was ever an emergency situation, it is so important that we have a plan to keep our church people safe yes, and absolutely. want to make sure that we are giving attention to that. And so th this is our call to you to maybe spend a moment to think about that. Probably the chances are that you could work today on just a 10 or 15 minutes to give some thought to your plan or your emergency evacuation drills, those kind of things. And it would help you if there was an ever an emergency like, like it wouldn't take a lot of prep. It wouldn't take a lot of effort. And so Nathan, why don't you just get us started here? I think we're really focusing on like, if there was a fire in the building. Yes, exactly. That's not the only reason why we would need to evacuate the building. Uh, so, I mean, we'd have active shooters or something like that might show up. Yeah. It, heaven forbid, I, man, they like, that like that's a normal thing. Uh, that's obviously that would be an awful situation, but yeah. there would be a need then to have a plan to get people out yeah. who's, the medical person that's going to get that AED and get it to the person that needs it in those kind of situations. There, there's, there's a lot that goes on to this emergency preparedness, but in the case of yeah. a fire, in the case of a fire, how would you go about evacuating your church during a service? Let's, let's start off with the kind of 30,000 foot view for just a second and a little bit of philosophy, if you will, even though this is such a, a practical conversation yeah. and very nuts and bolts and, and how to uh, really, if when I think about any sort of emergency, wh whether it be an environmental thing like a fire or flooding or, or an active shooter, which is a different or even uh, a health emergency, you know, like sure. a cardiac episode or somebody's choking. The, the philosophy there is that you would rather have a plan and not need one than right. need one and not have one. Absolutely. And so we're, we're obviously always hoping and praying that God would protect us and, and keep us safe. But in the event that does something does happen, right. uh, we, we want to be prepared, but, but you're yeah. right. Absolutely. For this, for the sake of this conversation, we're going to be talking about more of like, if there's a fire in your building, because honestly you mentioned active shooter and, and God forbid, may that never happen in any of our churches to anybody yeah. who's ever listening here, but they do happen in a situation like that. It may be that, the better course of action is more of like a get down situation. Right. And, and so that would require a different kind of training for your church yes. family, more of sure. what we, I think individuals, different people who train 
for this sort of thing would call get down training because you don't want a bunch of your church members running around and possibly, you know, being hit by, you know, fire, uh, from a gun. And so you would want them to be down and out of the way so that hopefully some people who are trained and prepared for that sort of situation in your church family could take care of us, take care of the situation without risk of hitting one of your church members. But again, that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about an evacuation specifically if there is a fire in your building. If you're interested in the church security teams, we actually did a podcast. Richard Odenthal from from, uh, Lancaster Baptist Church. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So we will link that that episode in the show notes. If that's really what you're needing at this moment and go listen to him and he has a bunch of resources he wants to give you for that security side of things. Yeah, absolutely. No, appreciate you reminding us of that. So yes, in, in the case of a fire, how do you go about evacuating your, your church? And really what you're going to do is you're going to want to be prepared ahead of time, obviously, because yeah. if you just all of a sudden have a fire alarm going off in your church building, there's smoke, there's fire, and there has not been any communication ahead of time. Obviously you can imagine how this would go. Can I I tell you how that went one time at my church? Oh boy. Yes, Uh, please. Yes. So here's how this went. I was in middle school. So this is a number of years ago. It's in middle school and we had fire alarm went off, no smoke, nothing like that. But we're in this back classroom, like tucked around behind the side of the building, like totally separate from everything else. And the, the teacher, right, he's up there and he's teaching. He kind of stops and looks around. He's like, huh, well, I don't know what that's about. We're going to keep teaching. No. And, <laughs> yeah. No, again, this is like, I mean, more than, I mean, it was probably 20 years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. Right. It was just maybe, I, I don't know. But anyway, it was just hilarious. So yeah, everyone that is else evacuates. Ex- yeah. Right. Everyone else evacuates. Right. Turns out it was no uh, big deal. But I remember like vividly remember him saying like, well, the whole building will burn around us, but we'll be okay. We're teaching teaching the Bible. Oh <laughs> I remember, goodness. like afterwards, there were some there were some conversations and some words that happened just yeah. you know in the parking lot about hey what where where is where, where's my kid so don't do that yeah yeah that, I think that is probably worse than the opposite <laughs> of everybody screaming and running around and there being mayhem at, at least people are doing something in that situation <laughs> right. but yeah, yeah. In, uh, in your situation yeah so so again probably a situation where some training, some communication ahead of time could have helped even something as simple as, okay, if you hear the fire alarm, it does mean get out. We would rather you get out and it be a false alarm than you stay in and it not be a false alarm. So if it's going off, get out. So, but we do, we do have a few things that in the event of an evacuation that would be helpful to, to take note of. And right. the very first thing is you need to have an evacuation route, uh, route. You, okay. you need to yeah. have an actual drawn up like blueprint of your building with little arrows on it, showing people, yeah. okay, here, here you are, here is the closest exit. Cause maybe there is a guest or somebody in your building and they've gotten lost through, you know, the different turns and twists in your, in your, uh, you know, on your property there. And they don't know that. So you need to have some sort of a actual written up evacuation uh, plan, a a route that is is going to communicate that to. And and I think um, even for gaining occupancy for a new building or, Mm -hmm. you know, a, a remodeled building, your, your city, your local, you know, city is, is going to require that of you. Like they, sure. they are going to want to have that on file. 
Yeah. So that, that's the first thing. And you, here's the key though. You want to have that posted. You want to have that visible so that people can actually use them. And of course though, let's be honest, that's something that's hanging on the wall. People are probably going to walk by it, ignore it, not ever pay attention to it. So what we actually did, and this was good and helpful in our churches, we did this for the first time uh, this year. Now that we're in our new building, we just took a Wednesday night and we communicated that like during the announcement time, we had the brother that's in charge of all of our hospitality and, and guests and greeters and the security team and all that. He just got up and communicated, okay, here, here's our evacuation route. If you're here in the sanctuary, this is where you go. Just talked through, okay, this is, this is where everybody goes. So that there was a time where we knew that everybody was, was looking at it. They weren't just yes. ignoring that because it was hanging yeah. on the wall. But then in addition to that, having it uh, on the walls is, yeah. is good as yeah. well we see those all the time right? yes yeah. in a hotel room it's on the back of their the door of your room it's in the department yeah, stores buildings. exactly yep, yep. the restaurants yeah. all over the place yeah i would like to just briefly or somewhat quickly run through several things that you need to have in this evacuation plan because again what yeah. we did and i would encourage churches even to do this is we kind of did it a two-week thing and i mentioned the first that first week that first wednesday um our brother got up and communicated to our church family hey this is our evacuation plan these right. are the different steps this is um, how we do it and then the next Wednesday. And we, we told people, Hey, next Wednesday, we're actually going to pastors giving us permission at the end of service. Once we're completely done with all the preaching and everything, we are going to communicate. We're actually going to have a evacuation drill. Sure. And so that way our people could actually walk through it and know that. And so there, there were several things that we needed to have in place. Some of these things we had in place ahead of time. Some of these things we learned as we did the evacuation drill, oh, that's something we need to have next time in case there yeah. is an emergency or the next drill that we do this, we want to do that a different way. And so first and foremost, probably one of the most important things that you need to think through is how to evacuate your nurseries, right? your, your children, uh, the children's classes, but uh, and especially those nurseries, because obviously... Yeah. If you got two ladies in a nursery class and there's six or seven babies, they can't right. carry that many babies. Right. So what I'd encourage you to do is they actually have cribs, rolling cribs that are collapsible. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, they might even be called evacuation cribs. And they're for that purpose mm -hmm. where you can basically throw there. I mean, they're depending on how heavy they're, they're rated. You can, you know, toss three or four babies in there, infants. Right. And so one lady can then carry safely four children very quickly right. Yeah. out of the burning building. And so we yes. have actually three of those nice. and uh, <laughs> we were actually testing them out and they were actually like full grown women who got in these things to make sure that they would hold up and sure yes. enough they did. And we pushed them around and everything. So, so nice. anyways, they, they have those on Amazon. You can get different ones. We actually yeah. are going to kind of upgrade the casters that are on ours because they're a little bit smaller than what yeah. I'd like, but yeah. uh, you can just swap those out and you know get something at your local hardware store, something a little yeah. bit bigger, but so sure. that, so that you have a way to quickly evacuate yeah. your nurseries and yes. then also with that, have a plan for evacuating like your younger children as well. And what yep. we what we got that helped with that are they're, they're basically just a, a long, colorful, brightly colored piece of rope with these little handles that yeah. come off of them. And you can get them where they have Velcro that actually go around the children's wrists if you have like a runner yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. But but for the older kids who are a little bit older, a little bit you know more uh, disciplined, they can actually hold on to that leash. And you can have one adult leading 12 children who right. are holding on to this, this rope. Yeah. 
and that's how they can kind of evacuate the yeah. kids who are a little bit older who can walk yeah. the walkers. Yeah. But again, having a drill where those classes and those teachers have communicated ahead of time and actually practice that. And we did right. that with our children long before we ever even did that with our, you know, the rest yeah. of the church family, yeah. they just had um, the, the adults, the teachers in there would have been practicing evacuation drills. Yep. Here's the, here's the thing though, here, here's where you're going to have to do some training with your adults specifically is, oh, well, let me ask it to you this way. What, where's the first place that your mamas are going to go course if there's a fire yeah. in the building we're right. going to run straight yeah. for their kids right? right that's natural yep yep so Absolutely. we we are actually working on communicating and training with our parents that that will actually yeah. slow down the process we can get right. your children and make sure that all of these children who are on our roll for that day mm -hmm. are out of the building instead of going oh where's little johnny we don't know that mom already came and got johnny we're looking around for johnny all these other children are still sitting there in this burning right. building when we could just throw everybody yes. in the crib and get them out. There's one entry to your nursery. Uh, yeah. Maybe you have two or three, whatever, but there's yeah. one door. You have seven moms trying to get yeah, through stay here. In there. Yeah. And, right. And there, so now the people who are trying to come out of there, trying to go, yep. in, there's, I mean, that's a huge yep. mess. And, and, yeah. and frankly, I'm like my Sunday school classroom. If, if fire alarm went off, our Sunday school classroom for our young adult class is all the way on the other side of the building. Yep. It's not there safe. are like four other exits before you yep. get to the nursery. Now yep. that's not a problem when we're talking about like getting things, you know, when you're releasing services normally, whatever, but when you have the fire alarm going off and it's blaring yep. and now you have this mom who's screaming down the hallway and running to go get her baby yep. and right, the kids are already screaming and now you have all this confusion that's going on. I mean, it's a, it, that's already a terrifying situation. Oh, yeah. What makes it worse is the, then now we, like you said, now we're slowing down the process of yes. getting everyone safe because maybe they don't know that there's yeah. already a plan. And so yep. that's why we have this conversation. And that's why we're doing evacuation drills as well so that we yep. can, first of all, train the teachers and the workers and most of those moms work in our nursery and our classrooms. Yep. Yeah. Um, but also to build up confidence in the mothers that, Hey, these, these train, uh, these nursery workers, these teachers are trained. They do know yeah. what they're doing and yes. my child will be safer quicker if I yes. just follow the so rules good. like everybody else and they'll get out. And so what, what we're working on training all of our people to do is there is one central meeting point yes. outside of the building yep. and oh, yeah. your children will be there. That yes. is where your children will be. You come and you check them out. We have our roster as the children are checked out, then they get marked off that. So we can make sure we get all the children yeah. out as quickly yeah. as possible. And then you'll be able to have your children yes. there. And for us, it's just a, there's a park right next to our church. You've seen it, yep. Thomas, and there's yep. a basketball court right there. Yeah. Um, and it's a, just a perfect place to, to congregate. Something else to note, just kind of a side note, something that we picked up on as we were working through this process. It is not our parking lot hmm. because if you think about it, Yep. There's a fire in the building. Yes. You're going to have medical crews, fire trucks who are trying yeah. to get to your building to keep it from yep. burning down and yes. possibly even rescue people. And if right. you're all standing in the driveway or in the parking lot, yes. yeah. they're not looking for you. They're looking yes. for a burning building. Yes. You might right. get hit or you'll at the very least be in their way. And yes. so it's important to make sure that that area is clear for them so that that meeting point should be somewhere a little bit yeah. further or out of the way yeah. of, of emergency yeah. vehicles. So yeah. something, yeah. again, just another one of those things that we yeah. have learned as we've, we've done this. Yeah. The other thing is, is you don't want people standing that close to a burning building, 
right? I mean, yeah, those things exactly. Are, so, right. You, I mean, you want backed up is the, I mean, yeah. so yeah, we, we have a, our, our parking lot is gigantic. It's huge. Yep. And so yep. we're all the way at the back of the parking lot. We have a, a telephone pole back there. Some buses get parked back there. Right. And yeah. it's like, that's where that meeting spot is for us. It's all the way yeah. in the back. And I think those things, especially when you're talking about kids, having a way to keep kids together and getting them through, that's so, so important. And so whether you're doing a rope or the cribs, like you talked about for your babies, man, doing something that's super important. What about there are some of those people that are a little bit older, right? So we've talked about kids, what about switching that up? And what about when we're yep. talking about older people who maybe can't move as quick? That was actually one of the big adjustments that we made right after our, our last drill that we did as a church is we immediately saw the need to purchase some wheelchairs. Okay. And there, there are other alternatives to that, but we, we have a couple individuals in our church who are, I mean, they've got the walkers and if right. there was a fire, it would literally, they sit by the back doors uh, to the, the emergency exits to the sanctuary. It would probably take them several minutes still from yeah. five feet from the doors to get out. Yeah. And yeah there's a danger there of them getting knocked over or at the very least they're going to be in the way of everybody else getting out. Yes. And so we just got on Amazon and you can get them at Walmart. You can get them uh, on Amazon for like a hundred bucks. And so we got two of them and they, they actually finally just arrived this last week. So we're going to get those assembled, put together and have them haven't actually decided exactly where they'll be stored just yet, but obviously somewhere easily accessible and probably just communicate with them ahead of time. Hey, if this, if there's a situation like this, where this happens, would you, would you be all right with us just having a wheelchair there and you just getting straight in that instead of you trying to get out falling, getting hurt. And then we have a medical emergency on top of a, a fire but having emergency drills, seeing how long it took them to get out of the building is what oh, yeah. helped us to realize, hey, there's a need for that. Something else you wouldn't think about, though, that has been another adjustment that we made kind of in conjunction with the wheelchairs and the elderly is having kickstands on those emergency doors. Yes. Yeah. And that was actually something that before we just we've got these two emergency exits that go out of our sanctuary and we just kind of had these big rocks out there that we would, oh, where's the rock here? Oh, it got kicked over here. Let me grab it real right. quick. And, yes. you know, people are like backing up, bottlenecking behind you. The first person is trying to find this or you open the door and it slams shut every person and yes. the next person gets hit with the door. Yes. Yeah. It's a slowdown. And exactly. And so just a simple, the first person walks out and just kicks it down and then it's stuck open that will also help with the individuals who are pushing the wheelchairs to be able to get those somebody doesn't have to open the door then it becomes a one-man process to get those wheelchairs out and you're not trying to do that backwards and slowing down so having just a simple little thing but having some kickstands yeah on on those exterior doors to hold those things open is a good thing to have it's helpful so it's almost incredible to me i guess the number the number of things you catch when you're just run through it once you run yeah. through it a couple of yep. times you know, over the course of a couple of years and that that's going to hone that every time. And yeah. again, that noise, that all the activity that's going to go on there, that's going to put people in a position where they are likely to panic. Practicing yeah. limits yep. panicking. And that's, yeah, that's it how it goes. And so, yep. well, a couple yeah. of other things to, to keep in mind, you need to have somebody, let me just get yes. it out there. You need to have somebody who is responsible 
for calling nine one one. Right. Uh, obviously, we're not talking Everyone. about a drill at this point. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Every Everyone. single person, all <laughs> 150 people in your congregation, should have once called nine one one. No, this is probably going to be somebody that's on whatever you call it, your security team or your yeah. host team. That's and it's right. just part of their training. You know, you're on duty, so it is your job that service yeah. you're working to call nine one and say, "Hey, there's yep. a fire." They're probably going to be the one since they're out during the service, wandering around the building that would probably see a fire or smoke initially yeah. anyways. Yeah. Right. And, and so just making it their job to, if the fire, if it's a kind of situation where the fire alarm needs to be pulled, that they yes. pull it. Yep. Uh, or if it goes off automatically, whatever the nine one one gets called probably with our modern day ones, those, you know, that's more of an automatic situation. And a lot of Sometimes, times the fire yeah. department is already aware um, yeah. But just making sure that 911 gets called, that somebody did that. Our system is designed, though, to go to a security system or a yeah. security alarm corporation, right? Yes. That then calls us to see what right. happened, right? Yeah. And so, like, exactly. Like, we can't, even if you have an automatic system in place, some, somebody should call. That's it's what the best numbers are for. for sure. Yep. yep. In addition to calling 911, you need to have that individual or, uh, if you have more individuals that are on your team there, um, somebody, it is their job to make sure that the building is actually clear Yes. because I mean, what if somebody has fallen in the bathroom or right. there is um, a child right. that, that like missed the rope. or yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, something like that where there's somebody, maybe that elderly person is in the restroom and isn't able yes. to get out and you think they're anyways. Yep. And so that yeah. you just want to make sure obviously to, yeah. to clear the building, check the closets, check yeah. the kitchen, check the little nooks and crannies of the building. And that that is part of that training ahead of time. Not everybody, everybody else needs to get out. And there's just yes. one or two people who are right. doing, you know, they got walkie talkies in there. Yep. They're sweeping into the building to, to make sure Good. that that everybody is out of there. So yes. another one yeah. of those things that uh, you don't think of until you've actually done it. The other thing is to, you have your fire extinguishers, those kind of yep. things, right? The It's just important to remember for those people, like part of that training, like if they can put the fire out, wonderful, right? But like yeah. that's second to getting people out of the building. Yeah. Right? I mean, obviously we're talking about degrees here, right? But like yeah. if if we have a wall on fire, mid yeah. first priority, get people out of Let's the get building. Everybody out. Right. Yeah. If you have a trash can on fire, may, yeah. maybe, maybe then spray that yeah. first. Right. You, I mean, you gotta yeah. Or it's like kitchen there, fire, you know, there's yeah. some, some food caught on fire or something like right. that. Yes. Yeah. So that's a different yeah. conversation, but we want to use those resources that we have there to take care of that if we can, but yeah. safety is priority over everything well, and you you bring up a good point there too thomas you mentioned fire extinguishers that that's yeah. another piece is that we need to make sure that our equipment is inspected regularly yes. which yep. is probably an annual type of situation it again is. we have a, a newer building anyway. yeah it is <laughs> we have a newer building of course and so we actually just had our alarm annual inspection where yeah it might've been like the fire chief himself or somebody. I, I didn't actually speak to him, but I know for sure in the installation and approval of our, our, our system that the fire chief came out, but yep. an individual came through and did a complete walkthrough. I mean, actually tested our alarms, which was yes. super annoying, but you yes. know, they work. Um, yep. He actually talked with us about the state of our sprinkler riser room, which of course is where all the hardware and equipment and pipes and everything for the, yeah. the sprinkler system in the building yeah. is. And all your Don't trash, ask. all your vacuum cleaners and that, yes. wait, no, that's okay. Just that's no, okay. It, it definitely. <laughs> it was definitely nothing stored in the way of the yeah. sprinkler valves. 
Definitely right. Not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not at our church either. Just so you know. Okay. Good. We, good. we do it just right every time in case anybody yes. important is listening. No, he was super nice about it and just said, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you should, you should take care of this before. Yeah. <laughs> before next now. time. <laughs> <laughs> before yeah. I got here five minutes ago. Yes. You should yeah. take care of this. So. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's better. It also doesn't look good when you just move all that stuff outside the door and then put yes. it all back. It's like, eh, yeah, find somewhere else. Right. It, it's yeah. actually super yeah. hard though, because seriously, you almost never use that room and it's almost yeah. totally empty. Yeah. And like, there's it's a fairly big space at our church yeah. for, yeah. and because it has like all the stuff that's in there. Right. And so yeah. it's super obnoxious to, for it to be an empty room. Like that's yeah. oh, super yeah. annoying, but yeah, but we're talking about safe. safety, safety yeah. here. So absolutely worth that extra space and going all the way to the back of the building to get the vacuum cleaner or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. In addition to that, you do have other equipment. Like you mentioned the, the fire extinguishers themselves yeah. and those are to be, and, and there, I'm sure there are services in your, in your city for that. Yeah. Um, for us, I believe it's a one fire yeah. I can't remember the rest of the name, but yeah. basically we just take our fire extinguishers to them annually. Yeah. They inspect yeah. them or they might even come to us now. I don't yeah. remember, yeah. but they, at um, our church, they actually, they have to come to us. It's part of the, you. yeah, it's a separate, it's a separate inspection, but it yes, is an annual is one. Yes. And it's actually though, so they'll take them and it's like whatever, like it depends on the size and all kinds of things, yep. but we yep. actually found it cheaper to replace some of our older ones than it was to have yep. them test and refill them. Yes. Right? Yeah. So he had to- Eventually like, they get to that age. They do. Yeah. Just an idea. It was, we found it was actually cheaper to replace those five or those one gallon ones. It was cheaper to replace those than it was to have, send them with him and have them bring them back tested and filled. Yeah. So that was a weird thing. We also had like, we had a way more of them than we needed in our church. So there okay. were tons of extra ones. Like we had, we had two, yeah. like, and they were within like a, 10 yards of each other. They were like right on either side of our entrance to our auditorium. And so it yeah. looked nice, right? I mean, there they right. are. Like it was nice right. and even and, and symmetrical, but no reason for that. So spacing those out, it actually really helps too. I made a map of where all those are. So next time he comes, he doesn't have to go wandering around our whole building trying to find yep. them, right? Like exactly. they're all right here. And let me show you where yeah. they all are. And then you can put them back where they belong. Of course, have the sign pointing to where they are, the yes. fire extinguisher, those kind of things. So, Which, again, you already briefly mentioned this, but it's good for your team of whoever those guys are, that security team or that host team, the guys who are wonder, you know, in kind of overseeing your building during service times. Yeah. Um, it's good for them to be trained on that. Like, you, you should do this. You should ask those guys, hey, pop quiz here. Where's the nurse fire extinguisher? And just see how they do. Yeah. It, yeah. it might it might be good or it might yep. say it might help you see. Okay. Yeah. That's our next yep. training is yes. some fire extinguisher training oh, with yeah. those guys. Yep. Where yeah. are they? How to use them? Yep. It's also so. worth pointing out that they make different chemicals in those things, right? So not all of them sure. are for the same thing. So the one in our yeah. kitchen is different than the one that's for in grease our grease fires, probably. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's it, it, and it's just designed to to cover more things, right? Grease is it can do yeah. a grease fire as well as any other kind of fire. Yep. Whereas we yeah. don't have that same one up at the front of the building because it, can, if there's a grease fire up there. Yes. My goodness, we something really bad has happened. <laughs> something really yes. It's probably also <laughs> worth noting since we're talking about this. If there's ever a grease fire in your kitchen, whether it be at your church or your home, please do not pour water on it. And there's a specific, there's a specific fire extinguisher for that, right? And yeah. we have a different yeah. one in our shed as well. You know what? Our shed, I hadn't thought of that. We don't have anything in our shed. Yeah. That's we didn't in our gym for a while because it was to. something we built. You know, it was the last building that we built. And yes, we just, 
it, we, we I went out there and went, where's the fire extinguisher out here, right? And yeah. Like, There's not one. What has happened? What? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not okay. Yep. And so we actually yeah. took the one that was on the wall 10 yards away from the other one and put the front of the building and moved that to our gym. Yeah. Well, that's all, all I got. You learned. Man, that's, yeah. that's what we've learned so far. Yeah. And I think, again, yeah. just going back to the idea of you, you'd rather have a plan and not, not ever need Man, it. That's so good. Yeah. Need one yeah. and not, not have one. So. Yep. Yeah. And practice it. Practice yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. At least Talk yearly. Yeah. At something. least yearly. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't have to be on a Sunday morning when you have a bunch of guests necessarily, sure. but at least yeah. as long as the core of your, your church family knows yep. yeah. what's going on, they'll everybody else can kind of fall into line if, if there is ever a situation. Well, if you enjoyed this conversation, we'd sure love to have you join us on our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash not the pastor. And then also appreciate if you rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you find the opportunity to listen to this podcast until next week we are not the pastor yes we are